Peloton's best offer of the season is here. Get up to $300 off accessories when you purchase a Peloton bike, Bike Plus, or Tread. Choose from a variety of accessories, like our cycling shoes, a heart rate monitor, non-slip grip dumbbells, and more. If you've been looking for a sign to join Peloton, this offer gives you everything you need to get going. This limited time offer ends November 28th. Visit OnePeloton.com to learn more. All access membership separate. Offer starts November 14th and ends November 28th. Cannot be combined with other offers. See additional terms at OnePeloton.com. Hey, what's going on, guys? It's I, the Gammons here. Have you guys heard about Anchor.fm? If you haven't, allow me to explain a little bit. If you've ever had the feeling of wanting to start your own podcast but didn't know where to start, Anchor is where you need to go. It has creation tips and tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. Anchor will also distribute your podcast for you, so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and many more places. You can also make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. It's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. Download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. This is Let's Talk Entertainment. Sit back, relax, and enjoy this episode. Now, without further ado, the host of the show, Isaac Amons. What's going on, everybody? Welcome back to Season 1, Episode 9 of Let's Talk Entertainment. I know it's been a couple weeks, but we're back at it. Got another great interview for you guys. We got Rich Chambers from Vancouver, Canada on. Rich, thanks for coming on the show, man. Hey, thanks, Isaac. Thanks for having me. Appreciate uh, it. Always a pleasure to meet new people and have people on the show. So uh, we're going to just sit and talk a little bit about your musical journey. I know, uh, as some people might not know you, uh, just started getting back into the music thing. Or I'll let you just let you go ahead and share your story real quick, because <laughs> I don't know it as well. So go ahead and share sure. your story. Fair enough. Thanks, Isaac. I, I live in Vancouver, Canada. And uh, um, as I was talking to you earlier, Isaac, it's kind of funny because um, if somebody first met me, they wouldn't consider me. I mean, the people who first meet me, they have no idea I sing. They have no idea I play guitar. They have no idea I write music. And because I don't look like all like a stereotypical rocker, I kind of look like I'm a middle-aged dad, <laughs> which is what I am. <laughs> That's awesome. But rock and roll has been a part of my life forever. And uh, in the last couple of years, I decided to really, really make it something serious as opposed to just having it be a part of my life, really push it forward and go, go for it kind of thing. Yeah, that's great. Uh, whoop, whoop, wrong button. Yeah, that's really great. Um, Thank I love, you. I love how you're just diving all into it and not letting anything hold you back. I think that's great. Um, so. Well, you never, you're never too old to dream, hey, or never too young for that matter. <laughs> for you know, sure, that's the way I believe. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, through diving into your music or making that a full time thing or your, your basis, uh, how do you go about writing your music? Um, great question, Isaac. It's uh, writing for me. There's many different ways to 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 write. I mean. I often think of uh, Ludwig von Beethoven, who was a somewhat of a scatterbrain writer. He would have just piles and piles of manuscripts. He would correct and correct and be erasing and erasing and changing things and moving everything around. And Mozart right. would ramble off in one shot. Boom, done. And, you know, J.S. Bach, uh, Johann Sebastian Bach was very technical. 
And, and I mean, these are classical composers and then you move forward and it's no different with rock and roll. I mean, you know, uh, um, Lennon and McCartney used to sit and face each other. And because McCartney was uh, left-handed, they had both their, the necks of their guitars looking at one another so they could watch each other's chords. And they used to just trade chords back and forth. And that's how they wrote songs. So, so many different people, uh, so many different artists write songs in different ways. For me, I have a little bit of all of it. Um, I have songs that I've written. One song, uh, Santa's Rockin' Band. It's my first Christmas song. I wrote it on a 45-minute uh, jog in the middle of the summertime. Go figure. It's middle of July, and it was about, I don't know, 85, 90 degrees out. And I'm jogging along, and suddenly I start singing this Christmas song in my head. And I wrote the entire song on this 45-minute jog. And other songs, I come up with an idea, and it takes me weeks to flesh it out and get a full song together. And I have one song that I just finished recording, and it first came to me 20 years ago. And it's been a nugget sat in my head over and over again, and I just kept coming back to it, coming back to it, and finally decided, let's, Rich, let's finish it. It's been in your head forever. Let's actually make it a full song. So it's it's one thing that was interesting is almost always 99% of the time, for me, it's it's uh, music first. The lyrics come after. The music and the mood of the music dictates dictates. <laughs> dictates boy i have a problem speaking <laughs> tells me what kind of theme i'm going to put into the song once in a while the odd time i will start with a lyric and um but mostly it comes melody first and then lyrics come afterwards okay yeah yeah i can totally understand how uh just writing songs sometimes you can start writing them have a great like lyric or a melody and then just stop writing it and just leave it put it on the back burner if you will yeah uh i know i started writing a lot when i was younger uh just like kind of thoughts that came into my mind and i wanted to be a, like writing my own music um and then i know i have binders upon binders or laying around of just old papers that i've written down something like one line or two <laughs> i can relate isaac man i can ever can i ever relate <laughs> yeah it's so cool though because you can just look back and be like i remember when i thought of this yeah and then your mind will start going back to it and be like hey let's finish it then you write another line or two and put it on for another five six years <laughs> but, and it, it, it's funny because i've done the exact same thing and there's sometimes i've gone back and I've, I've looked at things and i've shaken my head and thought rich what on earth were you thinking this is awful <laughs> <laughs> and other times i've gone back and said why did i put this down this is cool i gotta work this some more so it's it's amazing uh, um just getting those ideas down whether it be on paper or whether it be recording them uh, a song or a guitar riff or a vocal line or just getting it down somewhere and coming back to it later um often just you know gives you that light bulb moment you go wow this was a great idea let's work with this yeah for sure songwriting for me is mostly i think somebody asked me once said how much are you inspired i said there's moments where i get inspired to write a, a full song but most of the time i'd say inspiration's five or ten percent of it and hard work's 90 to 95 percent of it yeah for and, sure. and sometimes i've had a great chorus or a great 10 seconds and i've sat an entire night working different chord structures in and around that 10 seconds and and sometimes it works sometimes it doesn't uh, i love absolutely love the process of songwriting to me it's the number one i love music i love playing it i love performing it but writing it is number one for me for sure yeah so uh talking about your music uh journey uh what you talked about your inspirations could be uh inspired for about a minute or 10 hours or whatever you know yeah so uh 
what if you had to pull some focus from either another artist or just composer or anything like that, what do you think inspires you the most? That's a good question. Um, well, I've been inspired by tons of different songwriters, composers and everything else. Um, first thing that ever got me into music was when I was a kid. And this is kind of a funny story, actually. One of the first things I remember is being watching old reruns of the monkeys and uh, listen to Last Train to Clarksville and Neil Diamond's I'm a Believer thing. These are cool songs. I must have been only about five or six years old watching old reruns. And this is the, fu the funniest thing I can remember sifting through all my mom's records, LP records. She had a whole pile of them. And I found the Beatles Hard Day's Night. And I looked wow. at this and I thought, who the heck are these guys copying <laughs> the monkeys? <laughs> that's what I thought as a six-year-old kid. No idea of what I was saying. Or, or, so. oh, but at the same time, I also remember watching old reruns of the Partridge family. So I grew up with a lot of this bubblegum pop. And, and the one thing I love about bubblegum pop, it's all about melody. Um, and some of that was ingrained into me. So I never left the idea of, you know, I think I love you, David Cassidy, or Saturday Night, the Bay City Rollers. I mean, Casey and the Sunshine Band, Sean Cassidy, all this bubblegum pop uh, sort of implanted in my brain alongside the Beatles, alongside Elvis, uh, alongside um, Creedence Clearwater and a whole bunch of other bands that I grew up with. And Brian Adams being Vancouver. There's another, I mean, I thought he's the coolest thing ever. Vancouver guy doing rock and roll. So Adams and I discovered Springsteen. So th these were my rock influences. And when I got into university and started studying literature and music, my master's thesis was on Beethoven. So I really dove into the classical side of things and found out where so much of what we listen to came from. There's so many nuggets of popular music today that came from from the classics and the classical composers. I mean, most people only realize that Twinkle Twinkle Little Star is Mozart. Um, you know, we just think of it as Twinkle Twinkle Little Star, but that's a Mozart tune. I mean, um, so it, it's an amazing, um, the different influencing came from. And then I discovered uh, Big Man and I got into artists like Dean Martin. I absolutely love Dean Martin, Harry Connick Jr. And I discovered the blues and realized that the coolest guitar players ever, B.B. King, Stevie Ray Vaughan, Freddie King, Albert King, Buddy Guy, these guys are awesome. So that really influenced my guitar playing side of things, along with the rock players like Clapton and Chuck Berry. And uh, so I've, I've sort of pulled from tons of different places, and uh, I like that. And it's the interesting thing, Isaac, is what it's done to my music is, I mean, I, I actually had so this was kind of funny because I've always had people all the time, um, my voice gets critiqued very, very heavily. Over the years, I've and my voice was terrible for the longest time. I'll admit it took me a long time <laughs> to make my voice sound good. It wasn't until I started recording, listening to myself, went, "Oh, Rich, that's awful. You got to get better than that." So, but you work with what you got. I, I don't have the greatest voice, but I, I found a way to make it work. But I got I get critiqued very heavily all the time with the voice, and uh, because I'm not the perfect pitch perfect vocal vocalizer vocalist that you hear today, which is sort of the the, sta the standard today. And I've also had many people say, oh, you sound just like so-and-so. You need to get your own rhythm or you need to get your own voice and you need to get your own signature. And the interesting thing is that I've been compared to probably a hundred different artists, which tells me that I'm not sounding like any one specific artist. Yeah. I'm boring from all these artists. I even had one guy the other day when I was putting up my song for critique. This is quite funny. And he came back to me and he said, you know, you sound like somebody else. You have to get your own style. But he couldn't tell me who I sounded like. <laughs> So if you ask me, doesn't that mean I have my own style? Isn't that what that means? <laughs> <laughs> That's great.
<laughs> so it, it's interesting because I've all my music is familiar, but it's not familiar. It's retro, but it's not retro. It's rock, but it's also country, but it's not country. I mean, so the interesting thing I'm having as I start to really push it is that I'm finding I'm having a hard time finding my place because everybody's saying, oh, this is too country for our station. Or some of you say, oh, this is too rock for our station. It's a country station or this. We're a retro station. This is too modern. Modern station. Oh, this is too retro. So I found that extremely interesting. But what really fascinates me is the last year, I mean, I've put my songs up on YouTube and Spotify and everything else. And and these platforms have all the analytics where you can see who's listening and who's watching your video, all this sort of thing. And I don't have a single one demographic that likes me better than another, <laughs> which is fascinating. That's awesome. Almost 50-50 females male. And when you look from the ages of 18 to 70, the exact same percentage of each of those demographics are listening to me. So you look at my demographic and you don't have this 18 and 25 year old huge. And then nobody in the 45 sector, everybody's equally listening to, right? 18. I even have, I have as many 13 year olds listening to me as I have 75 year olds. <laughs> so, <laughs> and that's something that doesn't happen with today's artists. Right. Um, you know, Billie Eilish is not going to have 75 year olds listening to her. I mean, <laughs> uh, I, not to knock her because it's great stuff, but yeah. it's the 18 to 30 year old mark, market that's listening to her. Right, right. Not the over 35 market. Um, and you can go on and on with different artists because we've segregated, the industry segregated itself so much in the last 10, 15 years that um, there isn't just a good song anymore. It has to be, are you R&B? Are you hip hop? Are you rap? Are you rock? What kind of rock are you? Garage rock? Are you indie rock? What happened to just, Good music right. or top 40. Why does that be top 40 R&B, top 40 country, top 40? We've segregated ourselves so much. And, and I think the unfortunate thing about that is you have so many people that get in, okay, I just listen to hip hop or rap and they don't realize what's happening in the rock areas, the country areas, areas and vice versa. There's great music everywhere. And the problem is we've segregated and put it all into different little silos instead of just throwing it all together and listening to it all. Um, and it's a shame that, you know, I, I if I was to make a mixtape, like back in the, the 80s and 90s with the cassette <laughs> tape, you would hear Green Day, then you'd hear uh, Dean Martin, then you'd hear, uh, um, you know, Van Halen, and then on and on it goes. That I'd start jumping all over the place. And I wish more people would do that because there's so much great music in so many different genres. Um, it's a shame that we've pigeonholed so much of music. And, I, I you know, I'd like to see more people kind of say, to hell with it, I'm going to branch out and listen to something else. Right, for sure. Yeah, I totally agree with that. Uh, I know I uh, sometimes I'll uh, DJ for a guy uh, that tours around. He's a rapper uh, mm -hmm. and we'll do some concerts and places. And uh, I know people come up to me like, hey, what do you listen to? I assume you listen to rap and all that. But the fun thing is I listen to everything. Like I literally tell them I'll listen to Good on you. Listen to anything. Uh, Good on you. Because there's multiple different uh things you can pull from each genre absolutely uh, like absolutely they cross over so easily uh you can pull stuff into your own like mixing pot if you will yep uh <clears throat> and just draw from each each artist each band each everybody does interprets music in a different way uh yep. <clears throat> i think that's the beauty of music and just entertainment in general and uh basically that's the basis of this entire podcast is just bringing different forms of entertainment into one spot where everybody can listen to it, enjoy it, and maybe learn something that they didn't know. Uh, last 
on the, a few episodes ago, we had a museum curator on. Uh, I had never listened to or thought mus- I thought museums were boring, honestly. <laughs> it's just going from this, uh, just a bunch of reading and stuff. But she taught me a lot through that. So Mackenzie Finkley, if you're listening to this episode, thank you for teaching me. Uh, <laughs> I really appreciated her coming on. So yeah, like, I don't, I don't know why people always just stay in their own little box instead of branching out into other places. Uh, it's what so, we know. I mean, yeah. I, I get it. You know, you, you stick with what you're comfortable with. Right, right, right. Um, but I think the beauty of life is you got to challenge yourself. You got to be, you got to go into the unknown a little bit, get yourself a little, go into the, go into the areas that are a little scary. That's what makes life exciting. Right. Uh, it gets boring gotta, staying in one spot. <laughs> exactly. You got to challenge yourself. And it's funny, you, inter- you said something that I, I really uh, resonate with me. Um, in- music does break barriers down. I recently read uh, Keith Richards' biography. Fascinating book. Fast- fascinating guy. And he talks about when the Rolling Stones first toured in the U.S. And lots of people, particularly blues artists in the black community, thought they were a black band because the music sounded that way. Right. And he said he was amazed at how well he was accepted in black communities. To, to, the, to them, it, it didn't matter what color he was. You're right. playing the blues. We can relate to you. Music broke those barriers down. And, For you know, sure. on and on it goes with that sort of thing. And you hear that over and over again. And music is colorless, in my opinion. I mean, it's it, who cares the color of your skin? Right. And it's a shame that we can't take that into all other facets of, of our life. You know, but music does a great job at breaking those barriers. And I love that about music. Yeah, for sure. I love going to uh, concerts before pre-COVID, of course. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I love going to concerts and looking around and just seeing how many different ages of people, groups of people, yep. um, just people that you wouldn't think would be at the concert. I went to an Ed Sheeran concert a couple of years ago and with my wife and it was just yep. great to look, sit and look around and see people from like the eighties, like the up in the 80 year olds, yep. all the way down to like five and six year olds coming with their parents, mostly yep. because they can't stay at home by themselves, but, <laughs> <laughs> but, but just still. seeing them enjoying yeah. the music, you know, and just enjoying that atmosphere is, uh, it's enlightening to see that there is still something that brings everybody together. It's awesome. It's like, I agree with you. Yeah. And, and everybody's accepted, you know, at, at, sure. these, at these shows. Cause yeah, every, there's a commonality. Music is the commonality. It's the common bond. And that's what I love about music breaks those barriers down. Absolutely. Wonderful. For sure. So uh, moving forward, <laughs> we got stuck on one stink, but that was good. <laughs> that's okay. Also, I loved it. It was great. Uh, so you said you, when you didn't really dive into music like full force uh what inspired you if you will i couldn't think of a different word what uh threw you into dive or diving into music full force what was that no driving force? no thank, thanks for asking that isaac because this was this was sort of uh i had an epiphany there's no other way to say it i had an epiphany <laughs> but uh music's always been a part of my life i mean i picked up the guitar at age 10 and i you know started singing a couple years later wrote my first song at 14 I was absolutely hooked then. So I started writing songs. I was hooked. I played in bands. I thought this is the coolest thing ever. And um, I got out of high school and uh, I wasn't sure what to do. And I started, went into music school, transferred into f- realizing that as much as I love music, I love writing that much more. I went into English and got an English degree. Um, and then when I finished my bachelor's degree, I decided I'm going to really push music. So this is back in the CD era. This is prior to Spotify and, and Apple iTunes and everything else. So I printed a bunch of CDs. And I made a Christmas album. And I, I printed all these CDs and started selling them across Canada and the U.S. 
And I did okay with it for a couple of years. And then, you know, it just, it sort of petered out and I got into a full-time job and I got married and started a family, that sort of thing. And then went back to school, got my master's degree, but, and then along the way, uh, I guess about 10 years ago. Or so I decided I'm just going to throw one of those Christmas songs, the one that everybody seemed to like the best and put it up on iTunes. This is Spotify's not happening yet. <laughs> and all of a sudden, three months later, I got a check in the mail. I went, Holy crap. I sold quite a few of these. Wow. <laughs> and to this date now, I've actually had that one song downloaded on I, on Apple uh, iTunes, 18,000 times now, almost 20,000 times. And it's streamed now on Spotify close to a million times in the last two years. So I got to a point and, you know, I kept on recording and writing songs and I was kind of doing it on the side and, and playing in a band and it, I was having lots of fun and I was, it was semi-serious. But then about two years ago, I had the, I literally found myself looking in the mirror and I said, Rich, this is what you love to do. You know, I'm, I'm not young anymore. I'm not old, but I'm getting older. <laughs> um, um, and I looked in there and said, why are you not doing this all the time? Why aren't you pushing this as hard as you possibly can? And I looked in the mirror and I, and I didn't have an answer for myself. And I said, okay, there's my answer. Let's turn around and do it. So I took that Christmas song that I was very successful with and packaged up, recorded and wrote a whole bunch of new songs and did some old Christmas cover songs and packaged up a new Christmas album that I released um, just last year. And that was fairly successful over the holidays. And then on, it's funny how things happen, Isaac, because I wasn't planning on releasing any singles. I was going to make another album and release it sometime halfway through this year. But then it was January, was it January 6th that happened or the 5th? January 6th when um, that angry mob stormed Capitol Hill in Washington. Mm-hmm. And they're waving all their flags and they're running through uh, um, Capitol Hill and storming the offices and everything else. And I remember Washington just being absolutely appalled. Like, this is, what in the hell is going on? And um, two days earlier, I'd finished writing a song called I'm So Tired. And literally the song absolutely completely fit. I don't know. I guess I was being prophetic or something, but the song absolutely fit how the sentiment I was feeling that day as I was watching people, these idiots, for lack of a better term, storming Capitol Hill. And then I decided to put together a video using all these clips and a bunch of other clips that shows uh, Black Lives Matter and uh, dealing with the coronavirus and, and gun control and people protesting and people and just expressing how tired they are with our system, and how tired they are with things not getting done. And I released that and then that started me off on uh, what's now every eight weeks. I'm going to I have a new single coming out and another I have another single and then a couple uh, a couple months later, I released another song. I got another song coming out on the 1st of July. I got another one slated for September 1st. And so every eight weeks, there's going to be a new single coming out with a video along with it. So it's, it's, I'm having the time of my life to tell you the truth. This is so much fun. It's absolutely amazing how much fun I have getting up, recording and writing every day. I mean, I still have a day job that I do. Um, but when you have a passion for something, you know, you you find the time for it. There's well, no question. Sure. You find the time. <laughs> totally agree. Yeah, that's, that's amazing. Um, congratulations on all the success. It's great to hear. Uh, so we talked, you said your music is on YouTube and Spotify. Is there anywhere yep. like specific we can find you or that people can listen to your stuff? Uh, yeah, I mean, um, Santa's Rockin' Band became my uh, sort of uh, call signal when I first put out my first album. So that's my handle on Twitter and uh, uh, sorry, my Instagram and Facebook handle or just, you know, hashtag Rich Chambers. You'll find me as well or richchambers.com. And uh, um, 
so or even just google my name and i'm i've got pre- i put press releases out every four or five weeks I'm, I'm trying to keep my name as out there as i possibly can yeah how i look at it is i see it as a, a sort of a um it's a steady stream i see i see myself as playing in the snow when i'm building a snowball and i keep sort of making it rolling it and rolling it along i'm hoping to eventually push it downhill and collect snow on its own it keeps getting bigger and bigger without me having to do anything right. but i'm not there yet uh, eventually i'll be able to push it down the hill that's what, <laughs> that's what i'm there, there's a weird analogy for you <laughs> along the way i built along the way i built frosty a snowman and sang about him but anyway <laughs> but interesting news i just found out today and i'm quite excited about this is is my song i'm so tired just got accepted into international uh, video festival and the rome international music video festival wow so, that's awesome. I'm quite excited. It's, it's the song is now up for some prizes and things like that. The video is because the video was very hard hitting social commentary. And I, I really, um, I really encourage any of your listeners to take a look, Google rich chambers. I'm so tired. And even if you don't like the song, <laughs> look, watch the video and check out the social commentary. Yeah. I go, I have going on. Um, Cause I think it's, it's, it's something we need to, uh, you know, I got, I got tired and I wanted to say something. And I, I'm not a, I'm not going to chain myself to a tree or something like that. So that's just not what I do. I'm a musician. So I, I decided to write a song and, and protest that way and do it that way. Right. So um, that may, that's what makes the world go around. Right. We have the freedom of speech and the freedom to say, hey, I don't like this or we need to do something about this or we got to take care of this. Right. Um, that's the beauty. Yeah. That's wow. That's amazing. Congratulations on that. Thank you. Uh, Thank you. So, yeah, we'll be putting your. Uh your handles in the description also i'll be uh tagging you in a picture on facebook or oh, on you. instagram of uh with your uh handle sorry thinking and talking at the same time is difficult <laughs> <laughs> i know i have a hard time doing that myself yeah. jeez <laughs> so yeah we'll be, putting, we'll be putting all your stuff together and uh you can follow along with that uh, i'll be putting stuff out on i have my own twitter so i'll put it on there too i'll follow you there uh <clears throat> so yeah so anybody who wants to listen to uh, i'm so tired go check it out i know i'm definitely gonna go check it out uh, cool once we're done with this interview <laughs> so yeah i'm so tired sure. that was my first social one after that i came up with a song called sorry isn't good enough where i'm so tired is actually uh, a vintage rock it's you know it would almost be like an aerosmith type of thing um sort of modern take on that sort of style so i'm so to sorry isn't good enough which is almost a country song almost and then my next one is called uh, um, Summer Looks So Good On You. And that has a Beach Boys-esque flavor to it. Um, and then my song after that is uh, um, High School Can't Last Forever, which is if you put Green Day and transplant them back into 1959, it's sort of Green Day meets the 50s sound. Green Day meets Buddy Holly. That's what that song will be. So okay. I love it because all these, all these songs are bits and pieces of my influences. Because right. I mean, I've loved Buddy Holly. I love Green Day. I love Aerosmith. I, I love tons of country artists. Waylon Jennings is one of my favorite artists. I mean, Johnny Cash. So all this stuff c- comes into my music. So um, one of the one of my descriptors that I have on Facebook talks about uh, Rich Chambers music meets at the crossroads of blues, country, and rock and <laughs> roll. So I, you know, I'm right in the middle there, and uh, I like it there. I absolutely yeah. love it. <laughs> yeah, it's a great, it's a great place to be. So yeah. Be sure to everybody go check out uh, Rich's stuff. Uh, it sounds fantastic. Like I'm Thanks, super, Isaac. super excited. Uh, definitely going to be following along with you along your journey. Uh, Thank you. Congratulations on all the success with that. Uh, links will be in the description, guys. So be sure to go check that out. 
Um, be sure to look on the show's Instagram page at LTU Podcast 2021. We'll have it all there. Uh, yeah, Rich, it's been a pleasure to talk to you, man. I mean, I'm really, really glad you came oh, on. Thanks, Isaac. It's been awesome. Uh, it's been so much fun talking to you. Thank yeah, you. You asked some good great. questions. Thank you. Yeah. So we'll look forward to talking to you. Uh, we'll have you on again, possibly sometime. Uh, just sure, come on, about. come on close to Christmas when I'm pushing all my Christmas stuff. For, I can tell you how it's doing. For sure. It'll be great. <laughs> all right. We'll talk to you later, Rich. Thanks, Isaac. Take care, bud. Bye. Special thanks to Rich Chambers for coming on the show this week. Be sure to check out his video for I'm So Tired on YouTube and check out all his music on all streaming platforms. If you haven't already, be sure to follow the show on Instagram at LTU Podcast 2021. Thanks for listening, and we'll see you next week. Lucky Land Casino, asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.